This is Rough Drafts Welcome, the podcast where you can mess up, and we can too. I'm Sachiko. And I'm Erin. And together with the editors at Salt and Sage Books, we're changing the face of storytelling one rough draft at a time. We're glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Rough Drafts Welcome. We're doing a solo episode today, and I'm excited to chat with you. As we are in the official new year, I kind of can't believe it's 2024, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about what the pressures that you will feel with this new year as an author. Specifically, I wanted to talk about setting goals and the ways that I like to set goals and the ways that I don't like to set goals. Um, Now, obviously, as a caveat, I'm only speaking about my own personal experience, but I would like to address some of the broader patterns that I see in the writing industry and in the creative industry as well. But when it comes to setting goals, a lot of the pressures that writers feel. And then what I think are some solutions to some of those pressures. So you've all, we're all super aware of what happens. You set a goal in January, you have all of these big hopes and dreams, and then it kind of ends by March for me anyway. I can usually manage it about three months and then I'm done with that particular goal. Um, With that can come an awful lot of shame and guilt. And so we're going to talk about ways that not only can you kind of sidestep that shame and guilt, but how you can build your own goals into a rhythm that's really helpful for you as an author. And that isn't necessarily a one size fits all advice because that just honestly doesn't work. One size fits all advice. It has never been helpful for anybody, I don't think. So Let's talk a little bit about the different ways that you can set goals, like the different goals that you can even have as an author. Uh, First and foremost, you are going to have people who say things like, I'm going to write X number of books. The benefit, I feel, for setting a goal to write a book is that it can be fairly open-ended. That can mean that you are drafting. It can also mean that you are doing revisions. It can mean a wide variety of things. And writing a book is such a broad category that you really could spend an entire year working on a book, right? Um, Some people, I know several indie authors in particular who write very quickly. And so their goals for the year is something like writing 12 books, which is really incredibly impressive. If you can write that fast, I'm all hail. We are very impressed by your abilities. Um, For me, I don't personally like setting the goal to write a book. That doesn't work for my personal brain and the way that my life is structured right now. Um, I much prefer to set goals that are a little bit more measurable. That really tickles my funny bone. You've heard me talk before about how much I really enjoy spreadsheets. And you could absolutely break down a spreadsheet, break down the writing a book process into a spreadsheet format. You can totally do that if that feels good for you. So I like the idea of I'm going to write X number of books in a year because it can be a little bit flexible and it gives you a lot of space to pursue a variety of different things within the whole writing a book process. Um, Another thing you can do is you can set a goal to write for a certain number of days. Now, I often see writers say, we've talked about this in the bad advice episode, but I often see people say, well, this year, it's going to be my year that I'm going to write every single day this year. 
And I think that is a beautiful goal. And for me, it's really an unattainable one. This isn't to say that I lack discipline and it's not to say that I don't think it's a helpful goal or a healthy one. I do think it can be really super motivating. And especially if that sort of consistent showing up every single day just feeds your soul. Yes, set yourself a goal that is to write every single day. That's marvelous. For me, that starts to feel a little bit too demanding. And especially when I have days where I am just not feeling it, I need to have a little bit of leeway built into that. So for me, that's one way that I would adjust that particular goal of I'm going to write every single day for an entire year. I would make my goal maybe I am going to write 300 days out of the next 365, whatever it happens to be, so that I have some buffers built in so that I don't feel guilty or ashamed or any amount of bad when I need to take a break. And it's okay for you to take a break with your writing. That doesn't make you any less of a writer. We could go on a whole tangent about that. But you're allowed to take breaks in your writing. You do not have to write every single day. Again, unless that feels really nice to you, then rock on. If it feels good to you, we love that for you. I've also seen people who say that they are going to write um, a certain number of words. This is also a really cool goal. Um, I Let's see, who was it? I wish I could remember their name, but there is a particular author who I follow. And if I, if I can think of the name, I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the description, but their goal is a monthly one and they want to write a certain number of words every month. And, um, I'm, I'm even part of a Facebook group called 10 K in a day where people very intentionally write 10,000 words in one day as part of like a sprint session. Um, that's awesome. That's really cool. And you can find all sorts of different groups on Facebook that are constantly hosting sprints. And I mean, it doesn't have to just be Facebook. I'm just more familiar with the writing groups on Facebook because honestly, I find Twitter kind of overwhelming, but I know that they also exist in Twitter too. Yes, I'm old. It's okay. (laughs) So, uh, so you can set yourself a word count goal. Um, you can set it for the entire year. You can set it for a month. You can set it for a week, whatever makes you feel really happy. Um, For me, I really like to set goals that I am going to achieve and then some fairly easily. So I like to set my goal a little bit lower than what I know I can do, because then again, it builds in that little bit of buffer for me if I'm having a hard mental health day or if my kids need more attention or, you know, if emergencies happen or if I'm traveling or whatever it happens to be. You'll notice that my recurring theme through all of these is that I don't particularly enjoy when I am required to do something in a certain way. That's hard for my brain. That's hard for me as a person. I don't, I don't like that. That does not feel supportive to me. And it certainly doesn't nurture my creative spirit. So I tend to steer away from those sorts of things. Um, and again, I like building in things that let me succeed because I want to do this. So the second thing that I think you need to think about, so if the first one was, um, what are the goals that I can set? I think that the second thing that you can think about is really why is it that you want to set this particular goal? Um, So many writers, especially newer writers or writers who have, I'm going to still say newer, like if you've written one book or two books, 
where you're still in that space where you're like, ooh, I did this, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it again. And if you're on like your 17th book and you're like, hi, that's me. I've done this 17 times, but I'm not sure I have an 18th book in me. Welcome. I know how you feel. Uh, But you need to ask yourself, why is it that you are setting these goals? Are you setting a goal so that you can prove to yourself that you are officially an author? Are you setting these goals to prove to someone else that you are officially an author? Are you setting these goals to be the structure that is really helpful for your own brain and your life so that you can intentionally include more time? Are you doing it really, the question for me kind of boils down to, are you doing it to guilt yourself into working as like an extrinsic motivation where you're saying, oh, if you don't do this, you failed, you haven't met your goal? Or are you doing it as more of an intrinsic motivation where you're saying, I care about this and it's important to me. And so I'm going to set aside time to do the thing. Um, Those to me feel very different, obviously. And I, excuse me, I lean more towards, or I try to anyway, to lean more towards the intrinsic side of it. I think it's important to figure out what is motivating you as a creative person, and then you can leverage that on your own behalf. So we've talked about this before. But I have a really extensive, I'm looking over at, if you can see me on the monitor, I'm looking over at my write for a year spreadsheet. So part three, here are some of the goals that I have made that I have found to be incredibly helpful and supportive to me uh, throughout the years. And I mean, I don't know, maybe you'll learn something. Maybe it's just me talking into the void and that's fine too. So this comes with a story. It was probably, I mean, it was 11 or 12 years ago at this point. No, even more than that. Um, Maybe even 13 years ago. One of my dear friends, who was a writing friend, said that she had made a goal the year prior to sit down and write every day. And we've already talked about how I don't necessarily love that as a goal, right? But for her, the way she described it to me was that her goal was simply to sit down in front of her computer and open her story. That was it. That was her only goal. If she sat at her computer and she opened the story, she could check off that day that she had met her goal. That was the bare minimum for her, right? Or that was, you know, that was where the bar was. So, and then she kept track in a spreadsheet. And this is where I immediately became like, whoa, what what are we doing? What are we doing with a spreadsheet? So she kept track of how many words she wrote that year. And with her only goal being, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to open my story. That's it. And the number of words that she wrote that year was higher than her year before, which she had also been tracking. We are friends for a reason. Um, But she was very surprised to find that on the days where she wrote only one word, because there were lots of those days, when things were hard or life was busy or there were emergencies or she was traveling, all the things I'd said before, she still found time to literally open it up, look at it. And usually she would end up writing one word, two words, maybe a sentence, not a ton. A lot of her days had really, really, really small word counts. But something about that act of engaging with the story every single day increased her word count. I think it was like by half. 
that it, or not by half, by like it doubled is what I'm trying to say. So she had an incredible increase in the amount of words that she was writing and in the number of stories that she finished because of this goal. So she was just sitting down and opening it up. And that was it. That was her only goal. So when she told me about that, I was immediately like, oh, I must conduct this experiment for myself. It sounds amazing. And so we already know spreadsheets motivate me intensely. I love a spreadsheet. And um, for my particular brain, I really like data, but I like different facets of data. So I will try to find different things to focus on. So for one month, for instance, I was just curious which day of the week I wrote more on. But that meant that I did have to sit down and write every single day for that month. And I wasn't perfect about it, but it revealed some really interesting patterns about my life that I would not have known originally. And once I kind of had that data, it, it was about three, four months and I was like, okay, I'm done with looking at days of the week. I do still track it and it's interesting to me, but it doesn't necessarily have that same like, woo, shiny that this one does. This episode could also be called setting goals when you have ADHD. Um, so another thing that I was curious about was um, if I wrote more in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, or at night. And at the time when I was very first starting this, I had really little kids. And so like I knew that I just didn't have a lot of time in the day. And so I was curious to see like if I can sneak in a half an hour here or there, where is the best half an hour to put it, right? Should I like prioritize the morning? Should we prioritize, like what is the best choice here? And so again, went through and I measured and that was really interesting as well because I tried to write for a morning for, I think it was two weeks I did for mornings and then I switched to afternoons then I switched to evenings and then I switched to only writing at night. And so that amount of variety helps my brain feel really nice. And I'm suddenly realizing that I didn't actually tell you what I learned. So what I learned was that I write the most on Sundays which wasn't too shocking because it was the time when my spouse was home from work and was able to do more of the childcare focused things. And then, but what did surprise me is that my lowest day by far was Tuesdays. I have absolutely no idea why Tuesday is such a bummer of a day for me when it comes to writing, but I just don't write that much on Tuesdays. And so actually now with that data, I have scheduled all of my like out of the house going and doings, all of my appointments where I actually have to leave my house um, for Tuesday. Cause I already know that that's not really a day that is super like productive for me when it comes to writing. That's not saying, that's not to say that it wasn't still useful, but like if I'm gonna have a day where I'm just not gonna be home, I am not gonna let it be Sunday because that is my best day. So instead I'm gonna stack my appointments and stuff on Tuesdays. Um, Mondays are also not really great for me. Something about that weekend. The weekend ending, I'm meaning, and then the week starting up again. Um, as far as what time of day worked best, no one's surprised. It was nights because I had little kids. And so I would write when they were in bed. Night continues to be a pretty productive time for me. And it's the same thing. It's the once everyone else is asleep and I can really just focus on doing my own thing and really get into my own world. And I'm not going to be interrupted. But then surprisingly to me, the next, the worst time for me to write is actually in the evening. 
So like after dinner is what I counted as evening from like five o'clock until bedtime, which is about eight at our house. So, and again, it, I measured it in those really distinct increments because that was what made sense for my life. But I, I was so curious to realize that it wasn't just, okay, the kids are occupied with their other parent. I can now go and do this thing. It was like something about the mental load of having them asleep was a big, important shift for me to be able to actually focus on my writing. So yeah, Sundays and nights, those are just my very best days. And I was very happy to see that uh, mornings are not like the best time ever for me, although they are a lot better than the evening. So I just don't like writing in the morning because I don't like waking up early. That's really hard for me. So, okay, with all of that said, um, the goals that you set um, can literally just be, I'm going to track this. That would be a great goal. Your goal could just be, I am just going to open up my writing and I'm just going to look at it. Or all, my only goal is to write one word a day. And I think you'd be surprised at how much those, what feel like not a goal almost, it almost feels like nothing. It almost feels like you're doing very little. But those sorts of goals for me have been really, really helpful because it feels achievable. And um, again, for me, this, the biggest um, difficulty for me with my own neurology is the getting started part. So if the only thing that I have to do to check off, oh, I've done that, I've met my goal, is that I need to open up the app, like I can do that. I can make that happen. If the only thing I need to do is read the sentence I wrote last time, I can do that. That's fine. So for me, it works so well to lower that bar as much as humanly possible, like to the point where I can step over it with ease because the getting started is my hard part. If your hard part is um, the momentum of continuing to go, then maybe it's better for you to set a word count goal. If your difficult part is making sure that you are actually doing it like every single day, then maybe you tell yourself, you give yourself a time limit. I'm just going to sit and I'm going to look at my computer screen for five minutes. That's it. Just going to look at the story for five minutes. I don't have to do anything. I can just look at it. And I think that's a beautiful goal. You don't have to do more than that. I think that you can uh, goal yourself into a life of ease and into a space where writing doesn't feel like a punishment. Um, and for me, that is super duper important because as soon as writing feels like something that I have to do instead of something that I get to do, it's much more difficult for me to to do it, to approach it, and to feel happy about it. Okay, this has been a pretty short episode, but I have said everything that I would like to say. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a happy new year. We are excited to see what your goals are. Go ahead and comment below and let us know. Uh, if you have questions that you would love for us to answer, please go ahead and do them. You can actually find them on, if you're listening on Spotify, there's always a little Q&A at the end that says, what did you think about the episode? You can always just pop in there and say, hey, I'm really curious about whatever it happens to be. You can also write your questions in the review section and we'll do our best to keep track of those as well. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.
This has been Rough Drafts Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Got any questions? We would love to hear them. Got a complaint? We'll hear it too. Yep. Leave us a five-star review. Pretty please. And thank you. And if you want to book with Salt and Sage Books or learn anything else about what we do, or if you want to work with us or take our courses or blah, 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 you can find us at www.saltandsagebooks.com. And we're all over social media too. We sure are. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.